Peter. Just to get the breath in there. The ODR season is almost over. No, it's not. Yeah, it is outdoor hockey? Northdale has a refrigerated outdoor sheet. Oh, they do. That's guy. pretty cool. Okay, sorry, guy. I'm talking about real outdoor where you don't. It's refrigerated <laughs> by the Lord. Um, where the uh, Lord is in charge of your refrigeration yes. system? No, I'm just saying. You got a bad Yelp review. Nat- I'd go with somebody else. Naturalize. What? Either what's the first outdoor rink, or the best outdoor rink, or what outdoor rink did you grow up on? You can choose oh, man. either of those. Um, Mine's the same for all, so it doesn't matter. Does the John Rose Oval count? It's whatever you want it to be. It's your answer. You get to craft it okay. however you want. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the ice sheet at Lexington Park. Is that in Roseville? Technically, it's on the Roseville side of okay. the border. It's uh, on the corner I know where of, Lexington uh, Park is. I think it's county. Well, there was a Lexington Park at the corner of University and Lexington. No, this is just north of 36. This is just Lexington. south of 36. It's Lexington and County B. I think it's north. It's not north. Okay. Sorry. Wrong. I'm at the I wrong park. You. Okay. Uh, Lexington Park is where my parents used to take me when I was just a little tyke. All right. And once I learned that I couldn't bring my stick to Aldrich Arena's open skate, I would go to Lexington Park. Nice. And my poor mom or dad would sit there and you know, watch me fall down and whack pucks around. Okay. Uh, we grew up uh, not on near Lake of the Isles. Okay. And I would walk four or five blocks from my house to Lake of the Isles almost every day uh, with the lunch uh, and play hockey. It was fantastic. And I didn't realize at the time, but over my shoulder was the downtown skyline. It's pretty cool, you know, to play that close, grow up that close to downtown in a yeah. really fun neighborhood with a completely different backgrounds from lots of different people. We had the richest of the rich and the middle classest of the middle classest kids <laughs> converging <laughs> on one another. We had kids that so were going to prep school and Blake and Vanille. And Hold on. So you had the richest of the rich, the middle class, the most middle class, no poor kids allowed? Uh, no, I'm just talking about hockey kids. There were there there weren't a lot. I mean, when we played other sports, there were other oh, dude, kids. Like neighborhood football games. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But it was crazy. It was. I mean, Lake of the Isles was uh, a pretty cool place to grow up uh, playing hockey. Just the, the high school team in Minneapolis West would practice outdoors there. There was a Sunday skate there. Someone once told me when I was 10, 12 years old that the attendance. At Lake of the Isles for skating, and they, they counted the attendees. Mm-hmm. Combined, the rest of the cities didn't have as much attendance as they did at Lake of the Isles. It's that nice of a place to skate. Oh, that makes sense. It was awesome. I mean, the I, the quality ice was always tip-top. It was great, great warming house, mm-hmm. easy location. And the best part is because the lake's frozen, right? So all the kids from both sides of the lake could get— Just walk over. They could just really walk yeah. right across the lake. It was— it was a majestic place to grow up. I loved Lake of the Isles. I never, I've never skated on Como Lake. I don't know if I trust the ice thickness, although I've seen people ice fishing. I don't know what they're fishing for on Como Lake. But uh, I had a friend who shoveled off some snow and was skating around on Como Lake. And if you want to see a postcard in real life, look at a one single hockey player with the Como Pavilion in the background. Be cool. That'd be cool. Snow on the trees. You know, the... It's kind of interesting that you and I had almost parallel childhoods, even though we're so far apart in age. Right. Because I grew up playing neighborhood football games, neighborhood basketball games, 21, 21 hustle, yep. playing outdoor rinks. And so did you. I did. I did. Loved it. I weep for today's youth. I loved it. Uh, well, we're going to talk a lot about our youth hockey that's going on today. Should be fun show. Yeah. What on earth are you watching? 
I was watching a TikTok that that sounded uh, like Joe that sounded like me. a commercial for Home of Economy. I don't know what it was. Actually, it was just a picture of her outdoor rink. Um, it was quite interesting. Quite not. Oh, me, that that was the that. text. That yeah. She now said? now you're gonna watch it too. Well, yeah. The show's totally to hijack. While you're hijacking hijack. the store, the show. What are you, are you gonna chime in there? I was just gonna say that that TikTok that I made. Yeah. It got sixty-seven thousand likes. Sixty-seven thousand. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding likes? me? Yeah. Likes? Yeah, it got 500,000 views. Organic likes? Wow. It got how many views? 500,000. Of you crawling around your rink. It's technically Alex crawling around our rink, but it's my little brother. Oh, that's oh, not you? No. I don't want to. Oh, I thought it was you. No. Sorry. You were kind of bundled up. Alex was kind of bundled Let's up. Let's see if I can watch this without having to download TikTok. Okay. You don't have to. Okay. So while he's TikToking over here to my right... I will talk about what's going on in youth hockey. I mean, there's a couple anomalies here. I'm going to start squirts, uh, peewees, and bantams. Um, here's one for you, Peter. Let's see if you could uh, do the math on this. Last Saturday, Jefferson, the gold bracket champion yeah. in the squirtacular, beat Shaska Chan, the platinum bracket champion. Mm. Have you ever seen that before? Um, you know, one time I went out to dinner. Oh, here we go. And uh, two friends tried to pay. One had an Amex gold. One had oh, an Amex go. platinum. The platinum was maxed out. The gold was not. Gold got to pay for dinner. So, so I you suppose have seen you that. Could, yeah, I've seen gold trump platinum before. I have never seen that before. I mean, that may never happen ever again. I think it's kind of cool. Is Jefferson experiencing a rebirth? I just I live in Bloomington and I see a lot of new families uh, taking over the. You know, departed families, finally, the ones that we wanted to depart when we were, when we moved into the neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. just because we wanted more young kids' families in our neighborhoods. And right. now it's definitely happening in West Bloomington. And you got a guy like Mark Stenbeck, who's the heart and soul of Jefferson Hockey, who keeps it going. I think, you know, when Kennedy's hockey program merged into Jefferson, I think that there's going to be some good hockey teams in Bloomington. Um, we'll see what happens at the high school level, but... There's a lot of good hockey players with Bloomington addresses. You look at Tyler Graham and Carter Cranky and oh, yeah. Tristan Bros. All these kids are really good hockey players that just don't end up at Jefferson. And if you could merge all that together, you'd have a pretty nice high school team. And which is all you really want for any of these, you know, older suburbs. Oh yeah. Uh, I think a Squirtacular championship is something the older suburbs should settle for. I agree. I agree. All right. Um, 10A, speaking of Bloomington, uh, Roseville Montemedi, one of the top three teams in the state. They win the Cupid Classic 6-2 to two over Wyzetta. Is Roseville experiencing a rebirth? <laughs> yeah, I'm I think so. I'm going to ask that about every, every <laughs> champion. Today. I think so. I think Roseville's got a lot of good athletes in hockey in both boys and girls, so it's going to be exciting to watch. I love that co-op because I think those two – programs complement each other nicely where it's not an overwhelming amount of talent where it makes games you know not fun for anyone but it's a nice mix of pieces fitting together yeah i think so too and it's not like one is just overwhelmingly has more people or overwhelming more talent either i mean matamita as we've seen at the boys side has been fantastic mm-hmm. it has a lot of talent in matamita if you look right. through all the great players over the last you know handful of years and then you talk about players that didn't that live that grew up there but didn't play there you know that you know that play at hill murray or you get ryan chesley who played at shattuck who's now at the gophers there's a lot of good talent in that little pocket of matamita oh yeah playing hockey and i think it's on the girls side too we just haven't quite seen it yet i think it is too but i think what i'm trying to say is you look at the high school team where you know, if Roseville had stayed separate from matamita they very well could have been the four seed in the section as they were without anyway. it, yeah but now their numbers get a boost. Now they can afford to have four lines on the varsity bench, 6D. You know, they can keep more players and keep them fresher and right. all that good stuff, et cetera, et cetera. It's good on the girls' side. There's no question. All right, 12B, same tournament, Woodbury Black. Woodbury just seems to be a common denominator in all of youth hockey this year. They every beat Wyzetta. Level. Yeah, every level. Uh, Woodbury beats Wyzetta 3-0. to zero. Uh, in the Cupid Classic, um, which is a good uh, piece of news came out of, speaking of Woodbury, came out this week. Um, District 8. I'm not sure of the exact language of this, so 
I, I'm, I'm prefacing this that I don't have it exactly down, but okay. um, there was a vote, and I don't know exactly what the vote was, but it voted in favor of Woodbury and Eastridge separating uh, their hockey associations. Okay. And it goes, and it'll go end up going to the board of Minnesota Hockey. But now, yeah. at the, they have support at the district level from the district teams to split, to split. And yeah. it, and here's what's interesting, and, and and there's lawyers involved too. That's what makes this extremely. So you and I have had the same conversation with different people, probably. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But but what's interesting here is, and I'm not sure, and what where the legalities come into, is how you make your association right so what i mean by association is like um for example uh lakeville if you live in lakeville and you go and you live in the lakeville north school boundaries you play for lakeville north school uh youth hockey association okay right and same for jefferson or edina or whatever it's all by school boundaries right okay um what woodbury is contending people from woodbury contending that if you live in, because if you live in Cottage, there are people who live in Cottage Grove who actually live in the Eastridge boundary. But because they actually make their hockey association based on the city's boundary and not by and the not school the district's okay. boundaries, that's where the biggest, I think, push and pull comes in this discussion. Regardless, it could look someday, uh, and if Minnesota hockey make, could make this decision, there'll be a Woodbury High School school boundary youth hockey association. There'll be an Eastridge school boundary youth hockey association and a Park Cottage Grove youth hockey association. Well, there's a park. Yeah, but already. if you live in Cottage Grove, Minnesota, but you're in the Eastridge East school district. district, you can't play youth hockey for them. You have to play mm. in Cottage Grove, the, the Park Cottage Grove Association. It's interesting. All I'm saying is interesting. We'll see how this thing shakes out. Uh, probably the spring meeting in late April will get decided. And from what I've heard, the Woodbury Association said, no, we don't want to split. Yes. I don't. Again, I've heard okay. so many different versions of this, but I know that there was a vote and the vote was, you know, two to one type, you know, two, uh, uh, like 60%, 66% to 33% type okay. of vote is so. is there a precedent for splitting an association of this level of talent and enrollment because i can think of a precedent going the other way what is what would that be osseo maple grove yeah well that's what you think of immediately you think of chaska chan and osseo maple grove and lakeville those are the big ones right yeah so lakeville actually is one association it just doesn't they just don't say Lakeville North, Lakeville South, like they do Osseo and Maple Grove, right? So, yeah. And Chaskachan, but, but they're the, that's the exact But they same. split their teams by North and South. In youth, yes. Yeah. In youth. But they are one hockey association. Right. But I'm saying, because let's. Because let's, they are, they are obviously the youth, they, the youth girls, they, they play. But let's be real. For 90% together. of the people involved in this discussion, not directly involved with the association, it's not about keeping everybody's paperwork in line it's about splitting up what has become a dominant youth association. A dynasty if woodbury youth hockey wasn't good nobody would nobody say would care so from the outside looking in it appears as though the adults are trying to play god here because the association has gotten too good i'm not saying they shouldn't break it up because if you break it up you give more kids a chance to play at a higher level and given how woodbury has grown as a municipality yeah and the fact that both high schools are they close to reaching Max enrollment? I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. So Eastridge has been open for 14 years now. And, you know, by and large, Eastridge High School has been pretty good at athletics. Except boys hockey, hockey notwithstanding. Yeah. So from a logistics and a getting more kids to participate standpoint, I understand it. But the general tone of the splitter side of this, it feels more punitive than anything else. A little bit. I agree. I agree. Yeah, no one would care if they weren't good. Well, that's how it is with everything, then. I agree. Like, nobody would care about transfers if the transfers weren't good. Well, no, I think part nobody of it, would care yeah. about association switching if the associations weren't I actually good. Had, I actually had a kid, uh, a friend of mine. Um, he's like, uh, his kid's like uh, either at Chaska High School or Holy Family or going to go okay. to Warner back. And I said, well, he can't transfer back to, I think he's at Holy Family now. He can't transfer back to Chaska or Chanhassen. 
without sitting out a year. <laughs> you know what the guy said? He goes, my kid's not good enough. No one's going to care. <laughs> <laughs> that is a parent that has a very accurate view of their child's ability. I'm like, I don't think that matters. But if you think that matter doesn't matter, then you're probably right, you know? Yeah. Well, okay, so let's say that Woodbury does split along the school boundaries. And then for whatever reason, mass exodus, lack of interest in the hockey program, long-tenured coaches moving on from the youth program. What if all of a sudden both Woodbury and Eastridge associations just aren't very good? Well, I think Eastridge has like, I've heard it's like 80-20. 80-20 Eastridge? Yeah. Wow. Where it's like, like, like Woodbury would become like Tartan. You know, it would be low numbers. So are we willing three, you know, three at the, you know, an A team, a B team and a C team type of thing. So are we willing to kill off an association because that association has all of a sudden become good? I, Is hey, that what I'm we're not saying I'm for or against. I'm not the principal. We've and been I, through this. I'm, I'm not, not saying I'm, I'm for or against either. Here. I'm just throwing out some questions here. I think it's a very, very valid question. But but everybody in this could bleed into high school too. Everybody has, you know, 10 foot vision in front of them. They can only see this year or this senior class. You, what happens when like with, um, to borrow from the girls high school side gentry, when they graduate this senior class, nobody's going to say boo about them playing high school hockey. Cause it won't matter. It won't matter. So you're hemming and hawing for something that's going to be over in six weeks anyway. I, so how to- much energy, energy do we want to put behind this? We'll we'll see. What's the ultimate goal here? Is the ultimate goal to build the best hockey players, or is the ultimate goal to uphold the tradition of Minnesota hockey, which is as much participation as possible? I I think it should be that. I think it should be what what can we do that would, you know, give kids a a fair playing field. You know, Mm -hmm. you you get to these games, you see some of these games, like when a team gets miss, you know, uh, assigned. Happens all the time. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Kennedy, for example, I'm just thinking neighbor, our neighbors, they had a B1 team one year when they probably shouldn't be two, you know, or, or the opposite. They, a team, Kennedy plays A when they should have been double A and they just kill everybody in A. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that happens. It's just, it's not imperfect science, right? Well, I think, but I think this is going to hurt kids who live in that Woodbury school district if that happens. I look back on Johnson, Como, North St. Paul. When they had that one class, Moberg, Pagreba, Gruba, uh, Galinchian, all those kids that were so good and they won state. And I remember, you know, the, well, yeah, it's Judge Coyes. You know, we could have won state too if we had three associations. Yeah. East Metro is scrapping for kids right now. I know. It can know. change like that. I know. And, and why why it hurt these kids? Like, I'll never forget the uh, – it was a quarterfinal game up at the Snake Pit in Coleraine. I got the chance to watch Edina play Johnson, Como, North St. Paul. <laughs> this is seriously one of the greatest – and it was a great hockey game. I think it might even have gone to overtime. Um, and it was right on the heels. I went and watched, went up to Grand Rapids and watched Osceola Grove play Edina in what was basically the state championship, but it was the quarterfinal game. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to run over and check out this Edina, other Edina game, the Edina Johnson Como. Mm-hmm. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I mean, there was, like, I swear to God, after the second period, all of the Johnson Como people went outside and they were smoking cigarettes. And all of the Edina fans went out to their car and were drinking beer. I was like, pick your poison. I almost wanted to get take two pictures of this. You're like, which, which, what, how are you going to hurt your body more between periods? You know, with a hey, cigarette you, or with a beer? Have you, you know? ever had to toss out a drunk parent for a tournament? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had to toss out a parent for smoking too many heaters in the parking lot? No. Well, but I, they I were, picked my poison right I'd, there. I'd toss them out if they were smoking in the rink. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> it was just, and it's funny, I was talking to an Edina dad about that just recently, and they and they thought it was cool, too. Yeah. Like, this was awesome. It was an awesome game. They were better than us. They were bigger. They were stronger. They were faster. They deserved yep. to beat us. And I think they ended up playing in the next year over at, at Fogarty in the state final. And that was the one game. Uma was in the state final and lost. That's yeah. like her one of two state finals. She's been a state final. Yeah. Every year except last year. Yeah. 
Sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade. She didn't play in the state final. I think I tweeted that too. Uh, I think I discovered I that. I did tweet I was, that. This is the first time Uma Corny has not been in the state finals. I was running her player of the year numbers when I was writing her capsule, and I was like, there's no way. Oh, there is a way. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you really have been around since yeah. the dawn of time. Yes, she has. And hopefully the kids come out all right in this situation. That's that's the only thing you can hope. I agree. All right, moving on. Uh, I don't know. That was a great little uh, uh tangent there oh good uh okay so i i have another thought here uh i was looking through some pba not pbaa pbaa is kind of boring this year there's two really good teams mm-hmm. and then there's like i wrote this in, in my capsule and there's five other teams that have been in the, between three and eight who are the two year. who are the two really good woodbury teams? and moorhead <laughs> thank you if you know anything about pbaa you, you know more moorhead should really start thinking about splitting into two associations there you go you thank know. you thank you uh north moorhead and south moorhead you know if you live north of if you live <laughs> Dil, it's about time Dilworth got its own youth association. Yeah, I think you know, so. It's just, it's just not fair to the kids. Maybe rank. Okay. Um, so there's the top two, and then there's these next five. And then I, I swear to you, f- 9 through 15 in PBAA is just literally like grab bag. So I don't think it's that exciting. Like, I do the rankings, but I, I always take a peek over at Carter's PBA rankings. I'm like, that's where the action is. That's where the state tournament. That's <laughs> I want to be in New Ulm just to see this state quarters okay because there's so many teams are i hate to say they're locks to make it to state like like roseville is not going to get beaten regions no chance they're just too damn good right you know i thought that about a team last year and then they got beaten regions so who was I, it oh geez who was it oh it was uh hipping no they made it to state oh but they lost in the quarterfinals last in the quarterfinals. i thought they were a lock to go to the state title game yeah 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 you saw them play down in st paul i did i you? thought they were the Best uh, Bantam 18. Okay, state. so Warroad has PBA. been just clubbing everybody. Now that East Grand is out and they're playing PBAA, so Warroad and Hibbing pretty much are fast tracking in the in the northern part of the state, right? Roseville, Egan, Woodbury. Again, we mentioned their name. Those teams I, I see. I think that state quarterfinals Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think I really want to be in New Ulm, and you can be at the PB the Bantams. I just want to see that. It's Where are fantastic. the Bantams? Bantams is in Prior Lake. I'm scheduled to give the banquet speech on Thursday night. Why chuckle? You don't want to hear the speech, but I think some other people might want no, to. No, I, I just I, ch- I chuckle because, uh, yeah, never mind. What? It's Come fine. on, spit it I, out. I've been to one state tournament banquet, oh, and yes. there was a joke made by the keynote speaker about at our YHH. expense. And I thought, this is funny. Tony's giving the Pee Double. Exact same time. (laughs) At the exact same time, I was giving my speech. I was getting harpooned in Moorhead uh, for whatever. And I was sitting with uh, Max Strand. You were. Yeah, I sat with the Rozo Bantam Double A's. I sat with the Rozo Pee Wee Double A's. I bet I had a better time. Yeah, I was nervous because I had to speak in (laughs) eight minutes. And I just found out two hours prior that I was speaking. So, and I was nervous. I was like, so how do I hold my knife and fork around? kids that are at the state tournament i don't know i don't know so i think that's gonna be exciting so just keep your eye on that um i got two scores to report in 12a that are interesting farmington barely unranked i think they're if there was a top 11 if there was a care 11 yhh top 11 farmington would be 11 they're just outside the top 10 they tied woodbury but no one in front of them lost, so I couldn't move them into the top 10 final okay. rankings top 10 woodbury's number one in the state tonka Gets a tie from Grand Rapids Greenway, who came down and played three games. They played Shaska Chan, Hopkins Park, and then they tied Tonka on their Good way out of town. Them. I know. Good I was fantastic. I saw this Grand Rapids Greenway, and I'm like, wow, uh, they're good. They're really good. They're going to give some teams some trouble in the state tournament this year. I think they'll be a state tournament team as well. Well, they'll certainly be prepared if they're coming down here and playing, and playing those teams. teams. And I, you know, I was looking up their schedule. Listen to this schedule. It's on the schedule. Okay. You're going to laugh. Am I? On Friday, I think it was. Yes. On Friday, they scrimmaged the 15B team, who we're very familiar with. And I yes. believe that's legal if you're in-house scrimmage. So that's a good game. The 15B team, who we think is a really good team. They're number one in the state. Mm-hmm. So they scrimmaged them. Then they came down to the Twin Cities. They played Chaska Chan in the morning. They played... Hopkins Park in the afternoon, and then they went to the Wild Game Saturday night, and then they played 
Minnetonka early Saturday afternoon on the way out of town. That's a full weekend. I bet they slept well on Sunday night. Sounds like a fun weekend. I bet you they. I bet a lot of those kids were sleeping in the car on the way home. I would. If I had <laughs> I would to drive too. back up to the two and a half, three hours. Yeah, I almost said back up to the range. Sorry, it's not the range. Don't yes, ever do. say that again. Yes, All right, last note of levels. Uh, Bantam fifteen U. It is chalk right now. Chalky. Uh, the only teams losing in in these levels are the teams below them. So the rankings. I'd say the rankings are right right now. They're right on. If you if you're below ranked below somebody. And you play someone heavy, you're going to lose. There were no upsets last week in both 15A or fifth or Bantam Double A or Bantam A. So. You sound pessimistic. No, I'm just saying it's kind of where we're kind of settling into who's who and where they belong. And but that also means I think I made a comment in there. That also means because of that, it also means that uh, come playoff times, there's going to be some upsets. Well, hopefully we see some upsets. We're going to get into that right now because I have brackets. No, we got to talk about our sponsors. Brackets. Remember the bread, right? We just brackets. finished the top part of the bread. Yeah, but you said something now about salami, some and then there was mortadella, and then <laughs> no. there was mustard. There's there's going to be two sponsors Olive in loaf. the middle. That's the meat. On the bread, we just read, talked our notes there, and now we're going to talk about the bread. Are we to the mustard yet? No, we're okay. a little mustard. Well, I think you put a little mustard uh, ahead of that to do Map South because it's spicy over there, right? It is spicy over spicy there. I'm going to let you take Map South. So Map am... South has got a great facility. Yes. Um, I think uh, it's probably the best facility workout-wise uh, because you have the outdoor shooting, the indoor shooting, all of the different stick handling and uh, finesse plays that you can make uh, training on your own there. Mm -hmm. And then there's the physical fitness, there's the weights, and then the, obviously the on ice with the the great trainers. So they're, uh, your kid's going to get well taken care of, boy or girl, over there. And you're going to be training side-by-side -side with other great players. You're going to be training side-by-side -side with pros, college players, high school players, uh, it's kind of a who's who over there in Map South in Map Southland in Mendota Heights. I hear there's bio steel on tap over there. I think there is. It, yeah. it, no, there's bio steel coming out of the drinking fountains there. <laughs> Did you ever have that lie? Did you ever have that lie? What lie? Like the 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 the, the urban myth? No. Oh my gosh. Of what? Maybe I mean, maybe that's just a Zolzel thing. Oh my sister. Every whatever school she was at. Like, I'd be in this, this elementary school. She'd be at a junior high. She'd be like, oh, yeah, there's chocolate milkshakes in our in our drinking fountains. <laughs> <laughs> and I believed her. I mean, not by the time I got to fifth grade, I didn't believe her. But, but as second a fourth grade, grader. Or second grade or third grade, I'm like, we just get water in our fountains, you know. She's <laughs> like chocolate shakes coming out. So. And then did you go to the same junior highs as your sister? I did, and I got and there. you eventually learned that it's just I knew. I even City knew. I, baby. I knew by fifth grade when I got there, there was no chance. <laughs> or maybe I went to a, uh, a conference or something at school and, of course, went running to the drinking fountain and found it was just water. Your mom and dad are trying to talk about your sister's science grade and you're slamming the <laughs> drinking fountain going, no, no, it's not a milkshake. Where's my milkshake? Where's my milkshake? So there you go. Well, we certainly didn't have milkshakes where I grew up. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then you are wearing a I am real wearing fancy jersey. You see that? You see that? Stand up. See that? Show Logi, off. Logi cameras right there. I love that. It's even got my name on the back and stuff. It almost fits. Thanks, Joe. Uh, Lakes Area Realty. Realtor Joe McCullough, he'll get you taken care of. I actually had a very productive conversation with him the other day. How is the house move? Uh, it's loosening. Purchase. It's lo I'm glad we waited. I'll say that because it seems to be loosening up just a like little there's more, bit. There's more inventory? There's more inventory in the areas that we would like to move into. Okay. And so. are the interest rates? I'm serious. I'm not. The interest not rates your leg here. aren't are still not they're good. not they're not great. They're not ideal, but uh, is it are they but, good enough where you can make a buy? This is a little oh well, I mean yeah. Okay, but good. okay, this is, this is another little bit of a tangent. I think people's brains are warped because they saw how low interest rates rates were during COVID, and now anything other than it's two point eight right? is like oh, yeah, the market is falling. Okay, is it really? No, it's so, kind of correcting. But I had that moment of panic where I was like, Joe, dude, I don't know what's going on. These interest rates, they're crazy. And he said, do you know what interest rates are? And I said, not really, but can you tell me? So he explained to me. Do you speak to him in that voice? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> sure. No, usually I speak to him uh, like I talk to his kids. Oh, okay. Hello. Don't do that. Hi. 
Um, one, of but my, he, one of my daughter's boyfriends talks to me like that. I hate oh, yeah? that. I hate that. I want to punch him in his big mouth. His, I don't know if I would advocate violence on no. this podcast. Anyway, Joe explained to me interest rates, and he said, look, there's a way to do this. And if we need to, you can refinance when they come down. But he was basically like, I'm here to hold your hand through this process. I'm That's here to good. make it easy for you. Because I'm as a as a person, I don't like feeling stupid. And there's a lot about the housing market that I just don't understand. I've never bought a house before. And he makes it easy. Well, he makes it easy. He never talks down to me. He's not condescending about any of it. He's realistic about what we can afford and where we can get it. Right. And he's a fount of knowledge. I mean, you won't find a more knowledgeable realtor in St. Paul for sure. All right. Lakes Area Realty. Love it. I'm Love selling it. the hell out of Joe McCullough as a realtor. Love right it. Now. Love it. And he made these How do you get a hold jerseys. of him? How do I get a hold of him? I'm sure the email's on the back or something. Hold on. Let's hear it. You have it. He's still making the PDF. Like I have the I have his old one. All right. As we're, we're just going to do an uncomfortable silence for a few waiting, seconds. Waiting, waiting. It would be a good time for you to tell us your story about buying a house. It was 24 years ago. What were interest rates like? Um, I, I have the same mortgage, so they were probably pretty decent. Um, uh, let's see, 20, 25 years ago, I bought a house in 1998. I lived in South Minneapolis, wanted to buy a house in South Minneapolis, couldn't find one. And then I found this in a newspaper. I'll never forget it. I found my house in the newspaper and it wow. was, uh, Four bedroom, four baths, and it had a swimming pool. I was like, that sounds cool. And it was kind of in the same price range. Or, Don't you and, hate your swimming pool now? Yeah, after 25 years, you, it's kind of like a... My wife hates it more than I do. But it, it's been cool having a pool in your house for all the all of your kids and their friends come over and they hang out at your house versus your kids going other places. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like a, a drop off, like when they hit like 13 and they're playing, you know, 15 sports in the summer and they're running all over the place and going to camps. And there's a summer or two in there where they don't use it at all. <laughs> and then when you get to high school, it all changes. Then they're there every day. And then when they get to college and they get nanny jobs, they're there every day. They bring their nanny kids home. That's a so, cheat code. Yeah. So it's been nice to have. Um, I don't really use it that much myself, but uh, it's cool, peaceful, nice place to entertain, you know, have a barbecue type of thing. So, uh -huh. yeah. Well, if anybody's looking for a spot in Minnesota or Wisconsin with a concentration on the uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul area, you can reach Joe McCullough. His office is 612-874-1916. Once again, his office number is 612-874-1916. Or you can reach his cell phone, which he very bravely put on the company's website, 651-303-8521. That's 651-303-8521. Uh, if you're marketing yourself, usually your cell phone will be a good thing to put on the website. It's not like he's you and you write crazy things about hockey players. That would be brave for you to write. My job is one of the reasons I've considered deleting Facebook. I don't want anybody to be able to find me that easily. It's hard. It's hard. I get it all the time. You. All right, let's make some predictions. we got a lot of out-state youth district tournaments. We've got District 9. Like, next week is... The more the metros lay it all down. I don't know if we can get them all in next week, but we got a, just a perfect amount of district try. tournaments here. You need to slap that down here so I can. We're little, I'm just going to go. We're going to look and go. Look and go. Okay. We're starting with Bantam A's, District, district nine. 9. Are we One, picking the district winner? Or are we picking all four? Well, we just go, you know, can somebody beat the one seed is, is the question, right? So Northfield's the one seed. If we just go Northfield, that really isn't a very interesting show. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about Mankato or Rochester. Uh, I do know that uh, the four seed Albert Lee has had a good season. So uh, I would go Northfield as the winner in this one. I would also go Northfield and, as the winner and, in that and, one. Just for the record, if you're listening now, we aren't going to do this for everyone. I, I am going to pick some upsets here. Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> Keep going. What's the next one? It's still Banham A. It's yep. District 
12. This is a really good district. Hibbing, Rockridge, International Falls, and Greenway. All right, so seen Hibbing, seen Rockridge, those two teams. I think Hibbing won the um, 218 League, the 218 Conference, beating AA teams. They're the best team in the state, if not the second best team in the state, behind Armstrong Cooper. Rockridge is another great season. They came down and beat up on a bunch of teams when they were on their city swing too. I don't see an upset here, but I can also see both of these teams making it to state out of regions. Right now, Hibbing is ranked number one, according to the YHH staff rankings. Rock Ridge is number three, and Hibbing has reached 40 wins. That's impressive. That's 40 really wins impressive. by Valentine's Day. It's not bad. Not bad. It's not bad not at bad. all. Sticking with Bantam A's, we are now moving to District 15. May I just say, I like District 15's way of doing this. They got the 15 right there. They got the seating right there. Very easy to navigate. I like all the printable brackets. Love it. I like those, too. Uh, Moorhead is the number one seed, followed by Northern Lakes, Detroit Lakes at three, Fergus Falls at four, Little Falls. A lot of falls here. A lot of bodies of water in this district. Yes. Little Falls at five. So so Northern Lakes was the team last year. They had the state runner-ups last year in mm-hmm. Bantamaze. I don't think they're as strong as they were, but their coach is outstanding. He's a buddy of Kurt Hallstrom's, like, from college. Of course he is. Uh, and he's a good coach too. I'm like, is it? Do they go like hang out in the good coach fraternity up at St. John's or something? But that's pretty cool. Moorhead, uh, the number one seed. We've seen that Bantam A team plenty. We saw them in the Blue Ox uh, single A only division, and then we saw them in our Lumberjack Cup. And I think they made the final. They lost in the semis to they came Delano. close. Yeah, they lost the semis. To came close. So they're a top ten type team. I can see Moorhead going to state. Right now, they are ranked number six. Yep, good. All right, on to our next level. PWEA. Like I said, I love PWEA. PWEA. District 9, Dodge County is the number one seed, followed by Rochester Red, Mankato, Northfield, Rochester Gold, Minnesota River, and La Crescent. You got me on this one. And Wasika. You got me on this one. Why? Right? Because Northfield's the four seed. I'm checking my final staff rankings. And look at that. Northfield's eighth in the state. Either our rankings stink or Northfield had a bad run in district play to get a four seed. I'm taking Northfield all the way through this district. And and this is at home, too. All games. Oh, wait. No, this is Bantam B you threw down on me. That's not PBA. What? What is this? I was oh, like, this what? is Bambi. What is going on? No way. My, no. my stacks are all uneven right yeah. now. All right, Bantam B. Bantam B in Northfield. Dodge County. And Dodge County is a legit <laughs> team in the state. I'm not sure if they're ranked. They've been ranked not this ranked. year. But I, I that's uh that's a good team. Okay. You like Dodge County and Bantam B's? I'm, I'm going Dodge County, yes. All righty. Sticking with Bantam B's, not Pee Wee A's. Sorry. Uh, Rock Ridge is the number one seed in District 12. Right. Now, Bantamese is like the four top four teams in Bantamese are in District 6. So the other, you know, eight districts or whatever have to fight over the final five seeds. It's crazy. Right. Number two seed is Hibbing. Number three, Grand Rapids. Number four, Ely. Number five, International Falls. Number six, Rock Ridge B2. And number seven, Greenway. None of these teams are in the top ten. Nope. And there's plenty of teams. There's there's Bemidji's. There's Hermantown's. Red Lake Falls. Yeah, there's some good teams that are ranked. But I will, I will definitely... Who's the one seed? Rock Ridge, B1. Mm, just because their A team is so darn good, I'm going to have to stick with them. Okay. That would make sense. All right, District 15. Bantam Bees. Yes, Bantam Bees. All right. Number one seed is Alexandria yep, Black. I was going to say Alex Black. Number two seed is Moorhead Black. Three, Brainerd Blue. Four, Prairie Center. Five, Northern Lakes. Six, Morris Benson. Seven, Moorhead Orange. Eight, Detroit Lakes. People hate when we rank teams higher. You know, they lost to us, but we should be ranked higher. I'm like, well, you got to look at the entire body of work. Alex Black has had a great run this year. Their body of work speaks that it's going to do well. Uh, they're not going to get tested by any of those teams, the Detroit Lakes and the Prairie Centers, the Northern Lakes and that first half of the bracket, where I think Moorhead will get tested. That's where it's going to get interesting when you get down to the to the wire when they play their 
tournament this week. It's in Sock Center. Well, on Friday, if you want to run up to Sock Center, you can see Moorhead Black play Moorhead Orange. That would be not fun. No bueno. Not fun for who? Sounds fun for me. No, I, I don't like those Edina, Edina, Moorhead, Moorhead, Moorhead games. They just make me it. nervous. I love it. They make me uncomfortable. Somebody's feelings are getting hurt, and I'm here for it. I know. All right, PWA, this is going to be played in Albert Lee. Number right. one seed is Northfield. Northfield, there Two, we go. Two, Rochester. Three, Albert Lee. Four, Dodge County. Five, Mankato. Six, Wasika. Seven, Minnesota River. Eight, Who is Winona. the two seed? Rochester. Rochester. Mm-hmm. So Rochester played in our... Our little pumpkin. They did. And um, they did pretty well there. They did. Um, I'm not sure they got enough to get over on Northfield. There's too much talent in Northfield these days. Yeah, right now, Northfield is ranked number eight. Yeah. The staff I just rankings. think that's too much. There'll be too much for them. Chalk. Chalk. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk. All right, District 12, PUA. There are only four teams in this district. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hibbing 1, Rockridge 2, Greenway 3, International Falls 4. I'm assuming it's going to be Hibbing, it, Hibbing all the way. Yeah, well, they're number two. They got to win two state. games and they go to the regions. Yeah, it's. Man. Yeah, it's easy. I wish I could have played in that region when I was a di- district when I was a kid. All right, Little Falls is hosting District 15. There are five teams in this district. Number one is Detroit Lakes. Number two, Moorhead. Three, Northern Lakes. Four, Fergus Falls. Five, Little Falls. I think I think that uh, Detroit Lakes is ranked. They are ranked. Number 10. They're number 10, and I think that uh, Moorhead has also got a really good team at PBA as well. Um one thing, one thing I would say about Detroit Lakes is they're on a hot streak. They've won twelve of the last fourteen. Uh, you look, ride the hot hand with the. Lakers. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up what they did, what Moorhead and um, Detroit Lakes did this year in their head-to-head matchups. So I'd LOL pretty hard if they tied. Moorhead, twice. they beat them five to three, okay. and six to four, yeah. but they haven't played. Since December 16th. Okay. I'm going Moorhead. All righty, PWB. Number one team in the state is the number one seed in District 15. It's Moorhead Black. Number two seed is Prairie Center. Number three, Brainerd Blue. Number four, Wadena. Number five, Moorhead Orange. Number six, Alexandria Red. Number seven, Alexandria Black. And number eight, Morris Benson. And Prairie Center's had a good year. Uh, Currently ranked number eight, twenty three and four, and but they got doubled up by Moorhead this month. That makes me nervous. What was the score of that game? Eight to four. Eek! And they don't play a lot of teams outside of their district. You look at this. It's it's Wadena, Alex, Wilmer, Sock Rapids, Brainerd. You know, where if you look at the Moorhead record, they're playing Duluth Everybody. East, they're playing Hermantown, they're playing St. Michael Albertville, Grand Rapids, you know, Osseo Maple Grove, Cottage Grove, Minnetonka. That tells me Moorhead is the team to beat yeah. here. Back to Prairie Center for a second. Who are those four losses against? I know you mentioned the one from Moorhead Black by a score of 8-4. to four. However, they have both Alexandrias in their half of the bracket plus Brainerd Blue. They lost to Bemidji Blue ten to two, who's ranked. Yep. And they lost to Litchfield Dassel nine gotcha. four. So. so none of their losses have come against district opponents other than Moorhead Black. Right. All right. So they got a good chance to come out of their side of the bracket. Yes. They All could right. go to regions, no question. District 12, PWB, number one seed is Grand Rapids, B1. Number two is Rockridge, B1. Number three, Hibbing, B1. Number four, Ely. Number five, Greenway. And number six, Rockridge, B2. Grand Rapids and Rockridge, B1, will each earn a bye into the semifinals thanks to the 16 bracket. That's pretty easy. I'm looking I for suppose. Grand Rapids right now. I don't Grand Rapids them. is unranked. Oh, they're in the 19 rankings. and 18. But. I will say this about Grant. Wow, they've lost six in a row going into districts. They lost a Moorhead Black, Brainerd Number Blue, one. Hermantown. Number two. Right? And then Duluth East, Eden Prairie, who's good. And then they beat Apple Valley Burnsville. So they've had a mm. rough sledding. I think they're going to get healthy here. All right. 
Um, I'm look up Rockridge. Let me see their record right now. Rockridge and Grand Rapids both tied this year. Uh, I think this District 12 is a step behind the rest of the state. So they, you'll see these two teams come out, but I don't think they have a real bright future in regions. Fair enough. Uh, no District 9 bracket for PWB. Uh, they weren't published yet. That's uh, why. 12B. Oof. This is going to be hosted in Grand Rapids. There are four teams. Rockridge B1 is the number one seed. Grand Rapids Greenway, the number two seed. Rockridge B2, the number three seed. And Hibbing, the number four seed. Oh, I don't have to look. I, I got a feeling Rockridge is really good. I saw them <laughs> play last year. I thought they were really good. I'm like, why don't they have an A team? It's being, one of those being types, the number, right? Being the number one seed, you would kind of assume that they uh, Rockridge is number five in the state right now. Yeah, and they 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 did lose last weekend to Two Harbor Silver Bay six to nothing. Okay. Other than that, it's all dubs. I mean, dubs. it's just crazy. They have like one loss and one tie in the in the new year. Mm. That's insane. They're twenty nine three and four. Hot streak. Yeah. Who who's who's the two C? Who's the three seed in twelve B? The two seed is Grand Rapids Greenway. The three is Rockridge P2. No way. Could it be Rockridge, Rockridge, and the district champion? Oh, that would be bad. Yeah. That's a bad look. It's not a great. That's Yeah, yeah not good. You not like good. variety. Right. Well, I mean, Grand Rapids' A team is really good, so I would assume that they're, they got some but, good talent I mean, they've only got still. four teams, so what are you going right. to do? Okay. Uh, district 15 is going to be in Morris. Minnesota, number one. Have you ever been to Morris, Minnesota? Uh, no. I think I've brother, driven through it, maybe. My uh, brother Tom went to college, University of Minnesota Morris. Yeah, my buddy Ryan went to Morris All for right. a little while. Uh, number one seed is Fergus Falls. Number two seed, Alexandria. Number three seed, Brainerd Little Falls. Number four seed, Northern Lakes. Number five seed, Moorhead. Number six seed, Detroit Lakes. And number seven seed, the host, Morris Benson. I'm looking at Fergus Falls. Looks like Fergus went down to 12B this year, and they're just crushing Currently it. ranked number two, according to staff rankings. Yeah, they're 32-2-1. What I'd like to see, I'd like to see them playing more teams. There Here we go. They're playing uh, Moundsview, Rochester, Cottage Grove, White Bear. They're playing some non-area teams to kind of prove go. themselves. So they, they've had a good year. Um, I can't see why they're not going to advance. Uh, who's the other? Who's the twelve B? Is it Moorhead? Who's the other twelve? Who's the second what seed? Do you mean? Oh, the second seed, seed Alex. Is Alex. Yeah, Alex is good too. They're a very deep girls program, and their uh, and their A team is awesome. And then it's Brainerd, Little Falls, Northern Lakes, Moorhead, Detroit Lakes, Morris Benson. Rounding, yeah, rounding out the seeds. I, I I like I like Fergus in this one. Just because they, it's their top team, right? Yeah. Whereas Alex has got, they get, they're digging got into him. a secondary class of player. That's all we got. All done. We just See, went I knew through it was a all nice, of the printed brackets. I there. knew it was a nice amount of brackets to talk about. Where, you know, and it's good practice for our regional one where we have to do thirty three of them in <laughs> one show, <laughs> and maybe one potty break in there too. Yeah, you're you're we'll kind see. of famous for those. Oh yeah, dude, my my knees are bouncing right now. I've had a, a Red Bull, I've had a coffee, I've had a thirty two ounce water, I've had a coconut water. I don't think you need any of those liquids to get your knees bouncing. You're what? just naturally just hyper. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. You sound even like Kayla's my, agreeing you sound with like that my one. Kindergarten. You're trying to tell me that you're not hyper? Uh, I'm not. I'm pretty even keel. Even keel. Kayla, I need a little help here. He's he's hyper. I would say you're hyper with your body movements, and he's hyper with his words. Wow! <laughs> wow. No, no, she's she's right because sometimes I watch these videos and, and I do. You're this. moving around you're a lot all the time. He's just very excitable, like. But I couldn't yeah. sit all hunchy like that. I don't want to get. Hunchy. I want to be under control. I want to be punchy, not hunchy. I'm just working on being under control. Oh, yeah, a little under tai control. chi. Yeah, a little Tai Chi. Do you have <laughs> any uh, boom roasted? Have you been in a rink? Um, have you had? Have you have, oh, have you yeah, had some yeah, nails I on do. the chalkboard? I, I do have a boom roasted. It's a rule that I think stinks. Ooh, uh, the ten minute 
misconduct <laughs> penalty that doesn't a result in a power play for the other team. Yeah, so if you, like, if you why mis- would you care? If you have misconduct, if you lip off, if you because that's usually what happens. It's yeah, like, someone gets lippy with a ref, you get just ten minutes. Okay, see ya. Go sit down. But it's but the, the other the, he should hurt his team too. He or she should hurt their team if they lip off to a ref. Well, that's right? my point. I yeah. at the, don't sometimes they hurt their team though. What if it's like the best player on the team? I would this time him, I would it rather wasn't. Give, I'd rather give him two minutes. Like hey, I would rather you get a two minute unsportsmanlike Fair. and then a ten minute misconduct because then at least the other team gets something out of it. Last night there was so much confusion when the ten the scorekeeper told me it was a ten flat. But Gentry put out four players because they thought it was a two and a ten, and then they sent a player to the penalty box to serve the two minutes. The player was sent back out of the penalty box. She skated Only to the bench ten. and said, what do you want me to do? And then they had her line up. There was 58 seconds left in the game. Oh, but so it was a... You're, you give somebody a misconduct, but the other team doesn't even get a power play out of it. It seems like a waste of ink. On was, the winning, was, it, was it sour grapes kind of thing? Was it the, Did the losing team... Or was it the winning team? No, Gentry had a player get a 10-minute Oh, really? Miscata. Wow. But if you're Stillwater in that case, why why wouldn't you? You would rather Agreed. have a two-minute power play. Agreed. Especially like, I don't that. care if she has to sit down if I don't get a five-on-four. I agree. I agree. I think that's a ridiculous that's rule. A, uh, I, I agree with that one. Um, any uh, game pucks for you? Eh, no. I have a... Nope. I have a game puck to yes. all of the change that's happening as a result of our partnerships with M3, uh, with Sophie Squad, and with the Max Foundation. It's it, it feels like a daily occurrence now where I come across somebody who's had mental health issues or dealing with battles with mental health or... Uh, the associations, uh, the ones that we're partnered with, with M3 and Sophie Squad and Max Foundation, are helping people with these issues. It's one thing to sit there and talk about it, and but it's another thing to talk about it and hear it and see action being taken about it. And it's very refreshing to see that it's helping people. So um, if you know anything about these organizations or you want to help people with mental health situations, uh, check out Sophie Squad, check out Max Foundation, check out M3. They're doing some fantastic stuff. Uh, I, I promise the people in these groups the, as they work with us, we're going to have some very educational tweets coming out uh, from each of the group, probably 30 or 40 tweets per group. So we're going to have 100 and some tweets that are going to be educational-based about mental health, which will be great for great content for us and great content for to let people know about their organizations and how they, if you support them financially or help support them uh, with just volunteering, how it's going to help uh, everybody in the hockey community and the community outside of us. So it takes my, a, that'd be my game puck would be to those groups. It takes a village. It does. So uh, without further ado, we got a lot of hockey to cover this week. I'm excited to see some good youth and some good high school and everything in between this week. For Peter Odney and Kayla Joe Franz, I'm Tony Scott. Thanks for tuning in to 10 Minutes. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Cause it get cold like Minnesota.